The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. Imagine being uh, on a holiday, then feeling a sharp pain in your legs and within hours being paralyzed. Then in the years that follow, struggling to find the right treatment and therapy to get moving again. Well, that's exactly what happened to one of our next guests. And she, along with her trainer, have now opened the doors to a new facility aimed at helping those with spinal cord injuries and associated uh, associated disorders. Bean Gill is the co-founder and executive director of Ryu Paralysis Recovery Center. And Catherine Bangle, whose young daughter is a client there, joins us in studio. Kat and Bean, welcome. Thank you. You know what? I want to get a, a little bit of background on, on both of your stories being that was a part of your story yeah. um, can you just maybe expand on a little bit um, sure. what happened you were in Vegas when this happened yeah I was in Vegas in July 2012 woke up on Friday the 13th Oy. and um, you know we we're gonna go to the pool that day brush my teeth wash my face walk to the windows open the curtains saw that it was raining outside thought to myself that's kind of weird like when does it rain in Vegas in July Walked back to the bed, and that was the last time I walked on my own. And then, yeah, like you said, I had a sharp pain in my low back. Uh, The pain lasted about five minutes, and then I couldn't move my right leg. And then so I was laying there trying to bend both legs, but only my left leg was bending. And a couple of minutes later, I went prickly from my hip to my toes, and I was left paralyzed from the waist down. How did you get there? What happened? Like, did you go to the hospital in Vegas? Did yeah. you? Yeah, I called 911. I called my insurance company first. <laughs> yeah. Always yeah. call your insurance company yeah. first. And then I called 911. They took me to the hospital. I was there for 12 days. Um, I left there with a misdiagnosis of conversion disorder because they couldn't find anything physically wrong with me. Um, And so they told me that I had conversion, which is where you're so stressed out that your brain tells your body to shut down. And um, 2012 was the worst year of my life Mm. so far, and I hope it stays that way. But I left my ex in April of 2012 after he beat me up for the first and last Mm. time. My dad left in June, and two weeks later, I was paralyzed. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So and when they say things come in three, those are really yeah. crappy threes. Those <laughs> yeah. are like some big threes. Those oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah. um, so, and, and, uh, and, and to this day, there's still not a diagnosis, is no, there? No, I was diagnosed properly in October of 2012 okay. with transverse myelitis. And which is what? Inflammation of the spinal cord at a certain level. So mine's at T10, T11, which is okay. about waist level. Um yeah, that's basically what it translates to. And in the in the in the in the months and the years afterwards, what was the struggle like to try and find the treatment that you needed? I mean, you go through the medical system, right? Yeah. And so everybody has such positive things to say about the Canadian medical system. I used to work in it. I'm an X-ray tech, yeah. and uh, you get what you pay for, basically, which is absolutely nothing. And so I went through many doctor's appointments. I slipped through the cracks of the medical system because this happened to me in Vegas. Mm. And I didn't get to the Glenrose until January 2013. So seven months later is when I got to the Glenrose. And in between then, I was doing a lot of physio as much as I could because I could see my muscles withering away. And so I was doing private physio as well as whatever was provided to me through different programs. But I still wasn't seeing the results I wanted. you know, my legs were very spastic, which means they have lots of spasms. They're very, yep. very strong. And not one physiotherapist could get my ankles to 90 degrees because my legs, my toes point a lot. Mm. And, um, you know, when I was at the Glenrose, that's when I found out about Project Walk, which was in California. It's a spinal cord injury recovery center. 
Uh, me and my mom ended up going there for three weeks the July after I was paralyzed. And at the end of the first week, they had me standing on my flat feet. Wow. Wow. So I was like, Sold. that must have been amazing. Yeah. You know what, and Catherine, and for you, I mean, um, your daughter, well, tell us about, about your youngest daughter. Yes, so I am a mom of two girls. My youngest is four, and Eloise has cerebral palsy. She was diagnosed at the age of nine months. And for those who don't know what cerebral palsy is, or uh, you'll hear me use the term CP, um, it is really just a brain injury that happens either before birth or at the time of birth. Um, and that can happen in a variety of ways. So cerebral palsy is kind of an umbrella term that they give to a lot of um, kids with brain injury, it can happen due to lack of oxygen, say an umbilical cord around the neck. A lot of premature babies have um, brain injuries as, a, as you mm -hmm. know, to be born. Um, in our case, um, I had a perfectly healthy pregnancy. Mm -hmm perfectly healthy delivery no problem she was born pink happy fat <laughs> uh six days late um eight pounds ten ounces yeah. ate slept did all the things that you know a regular baby does she was also my second child so anybody out there who's had two kids you know you know, the, the first one you gives all your attention to, and the second one you're like, oh, this one eats and sleeps, I'm going to throw it in a bassinet and get on with my life, yeah. right? So I kind of didn't really pick up on all of the signs and symptoms but then of you did. But then you did notice, and then you I were did. like a dog on a bone, <laughs> which I love that about you. You've always been that way. I was. Um, yeah, I started to notice that, you know, if, if something was beside her right hand, she would reach all the way over and pick something up with her left hand. She never used her right hand. Her right hand was fisted. Um, her right foot was turned in. Her toes curled. It took me a while to kind of figure out something was going on. She was a big, healthy baby. Yeah. And so I thought, oh, she's just not sitting because she's too big and she'll yep. she'll get around to it. Um, but then around six, six, seven months, I was like, no, something's going on. We went to the stallery. And as soon as the doctor in the stallery ER saw her, he knew immediately that she had cerebral palsy. So he walked into our exam room and that's what he said. He's like, we're 99% sure she has cerebral palsy, to which I was like, in my head, what is that? Yeah. Um, and so that's how our journey started that day. And what was interesting, and again, a similar sort of a similar sort of story, you, you know, the treatment, you go through what's there and what's made available yeah. to you, but you said to yourself, it wasn't good enough. And mm. now you've been traveling across really North America over the past, <laughs> you know, three years to yes. find the best treatment for your daughter. Yeah. I mean, we were told she'd had a stroke in utero. Um, and so that the damage was on the left side of her brain. It affects the entire right side of her body. We immediately went into the healthcare system and the regular rehab that is provided is physical therapist and an occupational therapist. Um, occupational therapists generally work with the hand. Physical therapists work with the entire body. We were getting one appointment every six months, mm. um, and most of it was a home program. At the at the beginning, all the talk sounded really great, like, don't worry, we'll take care of you. So I felt pretty good in the early days, actually, after her diagnosis, but then I started to, you know, sit by the phone, wait for them to call, to make an appointment, and the calls didn't really come. So I am, you know, as you know, a former journalist <laughs> and have some pretty excellent research skills, um, which I used to think was because I was meant to be a 
journalist. Now I know it was to be this child's mom. Um, and I literally have read to the end of the internet about cerebral palsy. And I was on the phone and I was calling California and New York and Toronto and Vancouver and on social media forums and talking to other parents and comparing notes and started to find other therapies that were out there that I now know as a mom with a child with cerebral palsy that in big clinics in the United States, this is this is the treatment that they are using. Mm. It is mainstream in the CP community and in the neuro divert in the neuro injured um, community, but in the actual Canadian healthcare system, you get physical therapist and an occupational therapist and you see them once every six months and you don't see the changes. The first time we ever did this type of therapy. What type of therapy are you talking about? Yeah, we've done a whole lot of different treatments. Um, and so the first one we did was called ABM therapy and we drove to Calgary to do that. And after a year and a half of Eloise doing just regular therapy, um, I was sitting there watching them do what they do. And three days in, she opened a hand that had never opened before, picked up a grape between a thumb and a finger, which she had never done before, and semi-assisted, put it in her own mouth. Wow. Up until that point, her hand was a giant fist on the side of her yeah. body with an arm that didn't reach or stretch or do anything, and I nearly fell off my chair. And in the past year, the past, you know, 15, 16 months? She now months. walks, she runs, she talks, she is bright, she uses two hands, and it is because, you know, people always say to me, which actually drives me crazy for those of you who are there listening, people <laughs> always say to me, you know, you can't even tell. You can't even yeah. tell. To look at her, you cannot even tell. Yep. And it's true. For the untrained eye, you can't tell. Um, but it is it, that discounts all the work that we have put in, yeah. and we have worked nonstop. I mean, you've been juggling, and both of you. I mean, <laughs> you've been juggling your career and driving back and forth to, to to Calgary and doing all of this treatment. So, both of your stories have led to this, have yeah. led to uh, Ryu Paralysis Recovery Center. We're talking with. Uh, Kat Bangle and uh, Bean Gill. Uh, Bean is the co-founder and executive director of Ryu Paralysis Recovery Center. Catherine Bangle, I had Hillaroot in there and I'm like, <laughs> I should change that. It's, um, you've been married for a number of years. Just 10. Yeah, Kat and I worked <laughs> together years and years ago at Global, so and that's how I knew Kat, and that's why I call her Kat as well, if you're wondering, why are you calling her Kat? Uh, anyway, but her daughter is, um, is, is a client now at Ryu. So you got to this point, Bean, mm -hmm. and you said, okay, we need to set something up that's going to um, address some of those shortcomings that you have experienced. So how did this all come together? Well, when I was in California, and after that first week, I fell in love with the program. And all of the trainers there were kinesiologists or exercise therapists. And I was getting a home program from them. So I thought, I need a kinesiology student to help me carry out my home program when I get back. So I contacted the U of A. They found out my information like a job posting. And Nancy was one of the people who replied back. And so I hired her. She started working with me. We were doing three to four hours a day, six days a week. Wow. And she just has a knack for it. She's been wanting to do this since she was seven years old. She didn't know she could do it in Canada, though, right? And six months later, we went back to California. She came with me. She got certified by them. And then we kicked it into high gear. And every person that I would run into who was in a wheelchair, I'd be like, you got to work out with Nancy. And so she was going around to people's houses, working out with them yeah. while going to school. 
And I mean, everybody was recovering. My my rate of recovery increased like tenfold. I was seeing so much recovery, so much difference. I was standing, I was walking with her help, but yeah. I was still walking. You're taking steps. You're taking yeah. a couple steps now. Yeah. And, uh, you know, over the years, we saw the need for a center here. And in 2016, Nancy actually got a full-time job offer from Cal Florida. And she was going to go. And I said, no, I need you. <laughs> and so she said, if we stay, we got to do something worthwhile. Yep. And so we got the ball rolling. We, um, Nancy and I didn't put any money into this. We made it a nonprofit. We got everything donated as much as we could. And by April 2017, Ryu Paralysis Recovery Center was open. Mm-hmm. How many clients do you have now? Right now, I haven't counted in a couple of weeks, but I would say close to 110. 110. And and what are you doing there that is so different than everywhere else? I mean, our main program is activity-based training, which is exactly what it sounds like. It's activity-based. Um, we do regular exercises that able-bodied people would do. Um, they're just specifically, you know, the trainers are d- trained to specifically cue certain muscles the client has to really mentally think about each muscle as it contracts and relaxes Mm. and over thousands of repetitions that connection will be built it's a long tedious slow process and you have to put in 120 percent effort but it works um for 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 people who want to go there does it cost them like is it how that's the problem it's it does we are a fee-for-service nonprofit because we do have to pay our trainers and we have to pay our bills yeah um but we are, you know, one of our goals has always been to be affordable and accessible to all. In California, I was paying $110 US an hour and wow. doing three hours a day, five days a week wow. for eight weeks. So here we charge $60 an hour, okay. which we think is very reasonable mm-hmm. compared to personal training and compared yeah. to physiotherapy. Yeah. I'll tell you, it is the cheapest therapy we pay for. Yeah. Is it? It is. And you know, Kat, at the end of it all, when you're, when you're looking at... You know, the changes that have been made, you know, with Eloise and all the traveling that you've done and everything um, and and you fight and and you want your child or your your adult, whomever it is, and it's not necessarily a child, but you're willing to do whatever you can to to make sure she's getting that treatment that's working. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I mean, I kick myself every day because I had stopped looking at Edmonton. I was in Columbus, Ohio with two kids by myself in Ronald McDonald House doing treatment there um, when Ryu first opened and then came home kind of exhausted, took a bit of a break, kind of geared back up again, but didn't find Bean's um, facility for another year after that and when I finally got there and this kid got into her suit and the cage and all the gear that they have down there which I had only ever seen in American facilities um, and Bean tells me she's gonna charge me $60 an hour to be there when I have been paying you know what is an extra mortgage payment for us Mm -hmm. a month for this child to have regular therapy Um, like that was a game changer for us it got me off a plane and it got me off a highway and now I can actually I can actually parent both my children and be home and I'm not working out of a hotel room you you talked about the suit the thera suit and i saw some vid, uh, some video of your daughter in yeah. that what is that so the thera suit was designed um by two physiotherapists whose daughter had severe cerebral palsy um now they're both physiotherapists so they put her through everything every yep. kind of physio they could think of and it didn't work so they designed the thera suit which is basically a vest shorts knee pads elbow pads there's a skull cap and shoes and then you put external muscles so they're um like 
rubber bands mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. then you attach them to the suit and it gives a lot of sensory input to the child and it helps reorganize the nervous system there's a it's hmm. way more scientific than that yeah, yeah. But I'll just kind of leave it leave at it that. at that one yeah mm -hmm. so um but you're not just working with with children who no. are your clients so those who are listening right now and thinking okay this might help someone in my family who are you helping right now we say anybody with a neurologic condition so that's spinal cord injury brain injury cerebral palsy ms stroke spina bifida, spina bifida. Uh, I mean, we have a lot of people who are undiagnosed. Mm. We have some kids with genetic conditions undiagnosed. Um, if you have some sort of motor function problems, right? If you're not moving the way an able-bodied person should move, I mean, there are some conditions that do get aggravated by exercise. Yeah. And so that's why we say we don't know if we can help until we do an assessment. All right. Right? Yeah. Kat, you're involved with some horse therapy stuff as well. <laughs> like, what aren't you involved with? <laughs> yeah, we're driving to Calgary tomorrow to go do some, uh, uh, what's called called hippotherapy or therapeutic horseback riding so how does that help your daughter yeah so it's kind of complicated too but um but, you know all the work on a horse the horse sort of the way the horse moves actually moves the human pelvis in the same yeah. way that um, the human pelvis moves it's really great for balance for coordination for core strength so for us um, balance and coordination are a huge thing, thing. so I've got this kid on a horse <laughs> do and I she's... know a thing about a horse no, no I don't have I been on one no I haven't but whatever uh, you know what and you know, she's doing really well though and keeping up with her big sister and she having is. having a blast you and you guys have a, a couple of events coming up yeah, don't you? Go, being yeah go. so tomorrow is our five kilometer walk run and roll it's at Sir Wilfrid Laurier Park from 12 to 4. It's going to be plus 25 tomorrow. So everybody <laughs> put that energy out there. And sunny. And sunny. And not windy. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then we try to have different events um, to get people with disabilities out and about in the community. And also to get, you know, target different demographics yeah. to get rid of the stigma around people with disabilities. Well, you know what? And, and know that you're not alone. Just get get out there and make new contacts yeah. and, and, and share the information. Yeah. yeah like, how absolutely. would you have known about about this otherwise I wouldn't have and I will tell you that in the last year now that my kid is four I have had numerous moms with kids with brand new diagnoses contact me out of the blue how they uh. find me I have no idea but they do um, and I have sent them all yeah. to read yeah. they're all there we, we're like <laughs> we're like a little wine mama yeah, we party the Ryu moms. we're the Ryu mama team and uh, we're fundraising and building awareness and awesome. spreading as much information out as we can well if you want to find out more about the services at Ryu and maybe you have someone in your life that could benefit from it um, again you know uh, check it out it's Ryu R-E-Y-U dot C-A is the website the uh, details about the events are on there as well uh, Bean Cat keep up the great work Thanks for joining Thank me you. this afternoon. Thanks for Thanks, having Jaylen. us.